The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about what to do if you've got a high email unsubscribe rate. Oh, this one's juicy. I'm looking forward to digging into this one. <laughs> uh, at the end of this episode, though, we don't want you to feel like you're all alone trying to figure out how this applies to you and your business and what do you do in your situation. And that's one of the reasons why we created the Email Marketing Show community. It's a Facebook group. And like the name suggests, it's a community for people who love the podcast, love email marketing, and are really trying to make this stuff work for them. So come and hang out with us. Just go to Facebook, search for the Email Marketing Show community. It's totally free. There's thousands of other business owners in there, just like me, you and him all talking about doing their email marketing in their business every single day. And it's such a great vibe in there. We kick the dickheads out. It's just full of really nice people. So just go to Facebook, search for the email marketing show community, and you'll be able to come out and hang out and talk about all of this stuff some more. If he opened a pub this week, it would be called the King's Head because he's run out of funnier names for these imaginary pubs that you might open one day. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he's written more than 10 books for magicians. That sounds much more impressive than mine. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. It does sound more impressive because mine's about the thing I have done. Yours is about imaginary pubs you're never going to open. Are you JK Rowling? Uh, yes. Because she's written 10 books about magicians. Yeah, because her, her name is J. Kennedy Rowling. It's, yeah, she's me, um, <laughs> she's me brother. So uh, you've written these 10 books for magicians? Yeah, just different uh, ideas and stuff to uh, help magicians and tricks I've come up with and stuff. And I just realised I've actually written more than 10 over the years. Can you believe it? We should have a party or something, get a giant cookie. Oh, remember them. We used to have a giant cookie from Millie's Cookies at kind of any occasion that we could possibly think of. Oh, we of. would invent occasions for them. Friday. We've been friends for 2,673 days. <laughs> yes. I think that deserves a cookie. Deserves a cookie. So you've run out of ideas for... Have you, yeah, have you, have you, if anyone's confused, just yes. go back and listen over the last few episodes and you'll hear that I came up with a couple of amusing names for pubs. I've run out of them this week, so this week it would be called The King's Head. The Black Bull. What's the other famous sort of pub names? The Queen Vic. It's just, it's just awful. Comedy ends here, folks. Comedy ends well, here. That's it. Uh, he's ever, ever started. Hello. Uh, Co- we are st- comedy cul-de-sac. <laughs> we, st- we are a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who give course creators, course creators, wow, can't speak today, coaches and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero in your business. That means you get to make more sales more predictably in less time. We have a brand new episode just like this one. Every email marketing Wednesday. Another thing in the last few episodes is I've managed to just steamroller over that. Straight over your email marketing Wednesday. And uh, I haven't done it this week. Normally I do. You've just, yeah, blasted on through. 
Yeah. Anyway, as you're listening to this, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and take a little photograph of yourself as you're listening to it. We want to know that you're listening to this episode and we want to make sure you don't miss a future episode, whether you listen to them every week or whether you just binge once a month. Make sure you subscribe and they'll automatically be downloaded to your phone and you'll always get a little notification when there is one and all of that good stuff. And then take a photograph of yourself listening to it, post it on social media and tag us at Rob and Kennedy. Tell you somebody who did that and actually also left a lovely review on, I think it was Apple Podcast. Was Katie? Thank you, Katie. Five star review. By the way, if you'd be like Katie, because she's cool, so go to Apple Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a review. We might read out on the show. This is what Katie said. She said, "An epic podcast. I was looking for a useful podcast to dive into. New to me, email email tips and tricks that I can use, and I'm honestly obsessed." Well, Katie, we're obsessed with you. I've shared it with everyone at Street Agency, which is uh, Katie's agency, uh, who run email campaigns for their clients, and we're on a race to catch up on all the episodes. Well, thanks, I Katie. I love that. You could say she's rob Sest and yeah. Kennedy too. <laughs> rob Sest and Kennedy too. Wow. kennedy Sest doesn't work, that's the thing. Uh, Kennedy. Yeah, I've got nothing for that. Nothing. rob Session. Rob and Rob. Anyway, you've obviously thought about this a little bit a little bit too much so we do hear some people saying hey you know I've, my, a lot of people unsubscribe I, I do all this hard work I run ads or I, I post I do social stuff or whatever and I get people on my list and then they leave pretty quickly my unsubscribe rate oh and my email platform's going oh look at the size of your look at the whopper of an unsubscribe rate you've got and feel a bit bad about it so we thought we'd share with you some ideas and some stuff to do if you ever find yourself in that situation. Well, the first thing is, in terms of technical email deliverability and actually your relationship and your business, it's generally, broadly speaking, not a terrible thing that you might think it is. If you've got a lot of people leaving your email list, even within the first few days of joining your email list, don't worry too much. The email platforms and people who don't know that much paint this as this big terrible awful thing like oh your your unsubscribe rate's huge people are leaving and if you think of it as you know people showing up to a concert and then 50 percent of the people leaving your concert when you walk on stage that's gonna feel awful but don't think of it that way right yeah generally speaking generally speaking we'll come on to the occasions where it's not a good thing but generally speaking it's a pretty good thing especially for like the technical element of getting your emails delivered and just generally for your business it's a little bit like imagine you have let's imagine you buy a massive mansion and you decide you're gonna have a house party to like you know housewarming party kennedy used to have brilliant housewarming parties so you buy a big mansion you have a lovely housewarming party i didn't have them in a mansion by the way i never had a mansion no No. You invite, instead of just inviting your friends, you invite everyone who lives in a hundred miles of you, because they can all fit in your mansion. It's that big, especially with the outside and swimming pool and that. You have a massive party. You don't want most of those people there, is the reality. Most of them are dickheads, aren't they? Most of them are are morons who are going to piss in the plant pots and break things, and you want most of them to leave. Ultimately, you only really want to hang around with the people you actually like. And the same goes for your business. You want to build a list of people, just just of the people you like and you like and they like you. Now, this this high unsubscribe rate thing tends to happen because of kind of how we build our lists a lot of the time. It's sort of par for the course when it comes to using lead magnets and stuff. Let's face it, if you're running ads or posting on the internet or whatever about with sort of quick win list building strategies, things like um you know, come and opt in for this lead magnet, this free report, this free video, this thing. People don't want to be on your list. They want the thing. 
And what that means is lots of people will opt in for the thing, get it, and then very quickly realize you're keep you're going to continue emailing them and they'll quickly unsubscribe because most people in the world are quite selfish and we're including ourselves in this. Most people in the world sort of just want what they want and they want the thing for them now. And they want the lead magnet and they just don't really care that much about hearing from you further down the line. So one way of fixing this, of course, is to have, sure, the lead magnet thing's important, you should do it. But you should also have some longer term nurture things. So for example, if you've listened to a few episodes of our podcast, as so many people do, and then you've thought, oh, I'll go and opt in for their free report click tricks, or I'll go and join their Facebook group, and you get on our list that way, or I'll register for this webinar or this event that's coming up. What happens is you've sort of been nurtured into the Robin Kennedy world for a while, and you are more subconsciously, psychologically committed to remaining on our list, because we've built, re we've built a relationship with you over the course of a few podcast episodes, or it could be a few YouTube videos if you do that, or a few blog posts if you do that, as opposed to just you've, you've found an ad on Facebook from somebody you've never heard of before, but the thing sounds appealing, and you're willing to sacrifice your email list for a little bit, knowing that you can unsubscribe tomorrow. And that kind of is, is a thing. So it's sort of part of the course with how we do it. You shouldn't be surprised that people opt in to get a shiny free thing and then they don't hang around very long once you start selling to them. Because at the end of the day, they just wanted that thing. That's the one thing they wanted. They didn't expect to end up hearing from you, right? Yeah. And so a really good solution to this to help out with this a little bit is if one of the things people can opt in for is to get your three times a week, five times a week, seven days a week emails. If the emails themselves are the thing they're joining your list for, you will reduce that unsubscribe rate. It's a really good way of doing it because that's what they're expecting. If you, in fact, if you don't show up and give them, they've got more of a, of a reason to be pissed off. The truth is, we actually do churn. We actually get a, a good number of people leaving pretty early on in in our email sequences and but this is not unique to emails right this happens in life right it happens at networking events there's a load of people if you ever been to one of those networking events or a speed dating event or when you watch netflix you go to a networking event you show up you meet lots of people but how often do you really say oh, i like that person enough or that person's interesting enough or we might be able to do something together where I want to keep in touch with them and maybe go for an extra coffee or go for a pint with them or or organise another meeting. And of the people you decide to do that with, even fewer of them, does it ever actually turn into anything beyond going for that first pint or that first coffee or having that first catch-up? It's an even yeah. smaller percentage where that even becomes anything. And the same with speed dating. I mean, I've never been on one, but I've, I've only ever seen them on like the, the, the rom-com films and stuff. But you go and you sit down and you meet lots of people and how many people do you end up exchanging and matching with or whatever it is? Or on Tinder... When you're swiping left and right, what's the percentage of people you, you, you actually match with? When you watch Netflix, you're sitting down, you see a little ad for, oh, this is recommended because it's, you know, important and big and important to Netflix. You start watching it and you're sort of thinking, oh, God, I'm not really, I'm not really into this. And you sort of look at your partner and see, are, are they watching? Are they laughing at the right places? Are they tense? And you sort of brave, you get, you get enough, enough braveness. What's, that, what's the word for that? You become brave. <laughs> Brevity. Brevity. Bre Brevity. <laughs> Oh, what is it? You bravely broach the subject you and ask them if they're enjoying it, don't yeah, you? They you go, go like, yeah, are you, are you enjoying this, dear? Yeah, are you enjoying this? And they go, oh, it's great, isn't it? You go, oh, yeah, 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 it's brilliant. Or they go, ah, and then you, you skip it. And, that's and if that doesn't happen, you need to get divorced, I'm just saying. Yeah, welcome to the new style podcast where we're just ruining people's lives. Um, so this happens all the time. People start something, that new TV show, meeting lots of people on at these speed dating or networking events and 
they just decide, actually, this is not really for me. That is totally cool. And every, every now and then you meet that person who becomes your business partner. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Kennedy and I met at a magic convention 20 years ago, and we met three, 400 other people at that convention. We haven't created businesses with any of them. I haven't even created um, friendships with any of them either. Exactly. Uh, and, or sometimes you'll find the Netflix thing that you watch it on a bit of a whim, and it turns out to be the best thing you've seen in the, in the last, mm. last 10 years. That's how friendships happen. That's how marriages happen. That's how business partnerships happen. And what that means is you, are gonna ha- you do have to build a list of 1,000 people who are really good, responsive, ideal subscribers. You do have to kiss a lot of frogs. You do have to have a lot of people come into your business who are not going to hang around for very long. But the goal of this is not to try and build the biggest list that you can. Come to this in a second. It's not building a list of the biggest people you can. Um, Subscribers are not Pokemon. You don't have to catch them all. It's not a thing. So instead, what you need to do is you need to have something in place very quickly to make people either a raving fan, mildly interested enough that they want to hang around to the point where they might become a raving fan Mm. or leave immediately. And all of those things are okay. The majority of people are going to be in the middle. They're going to be like the people who are like, I'm not really sure yet, but I'm going to give it a bit more of a chance. And then you'll have a small percentage who leave immediately and you'll have hopefully a slightly larger percentage if you do this bit right of people who instantly become fans and think, oh my God, I just feel like I'm suddenly in the right place by being on this person's list. So we use our getting to know you sequence to fix this. That's our version of the welcome campaign. Other people call it an indoctrination sequence. We don't like that word. It sounds a bit brainwashy for us. Mm. But getting to know you sequence. Somebody comes into the business, you get to know them, they get to know you, you get to gather data on them and find out how you can serve them better. They get to find out why you're unique and why they should hang around and why they should follow you and all of that stuff. And and then that works. And again, in our getting to know you sequence, we get most of the people who unsubscribe, unsubscribe there because over the course of those four emails, they figure out, oh, do you know what? I'm not that interested in email marketing right now. It's not my priority. I just wanted to dip my toe in the water and get that lead magnet or join that Facebook group. And now they're telling me they're going to email me. Every- Let's just put that into context. We say we're going to email you every day to give you a hint, tip, story, idea, or piece of inspiration to help with your email marketing. Well, if you're in that phase in your life where that's interesting to you, great, you're going to hang around, you're going to love it, and you're instantly committed. But if you think, oh, I only wanted that free report because I just wanted to quickly fix this one little thing, you are going to unsubscribe, and that's okay too because other people will come back later. In fact, we saw it recently. Somebody got in touch. I've read this out on the podcast already, so I won't read it out, but somebody got in touch and said, thanks for bearing with me. I've subscribed and unsubscribed and subscribed and unsubscribed a few times because I was just sort of veering around email marketing. I was kind of in it and out of it and in it and out of it. And I've just joined the league. I'm so glad that you sort of persevered with me. Bear in mind, I didn't do anything. I just, I was continuing to, we were continuing to run the business. I was continuing to send emails. She was coming in and out of the business as, as we allow. And then, and then when the time was right, she's become a customer and will now be in the league forever. And so that's a really, really powerful thing to, to realize, to, to let that, that initial bit, don't, don't cling on to people. Don't be needy. Just get, serve what you want to serve. And some people will hang around, some people will leave, and some people will go back and forth. But there are some times that you want to sort of be observant. You don't want to be like, well, stuff them, unsubscribes, whatever. You definitely don't want to be ignorant to it and arrogant about it. There are some times when you, you want to worry about it. Well, not worry about it, but like you want to try and fix these things. Like Rob said, this is not a game of building the biggest list you possibly can, right? Definitely is not that. But the first thing that's going to happen is if you take our advice and you step up the frequency of your emails and you go from whatever you're doing right now to three five or seven days a week, you will see 
that you're going to get a bunch of people unsubscribe and then it will level off, right? But what you are looking for after that has all settled down is a sudden spike in people unsubscribing from a particular email. Did that email just get loads of unsubscribes? Go and investigate that and we'll give you some ideas. In fact, we'll give you a bunch of ideas on what to look at to diagnose this, right? So was it a particular email? Is there a particular email automation, what we call a train carriage in our email engine? Is there a particular sequence of emails, an automation, a campaign that is just getting people to leave? Is something going on there, right? Another one is your offer. Is there a particular offer that you make which just people hate? Have you, are you got, have you got like a, I don't know, something random, like you might have like a dollar trial or a pay what you want or like some kind of offer, a web, your webinar offer. Are people just like going, I hate that. Is that the thing that's getting people to leave? Is that particularly one of your products that's causing people to leave? If you spot that kind of thing happening, then you can go in and fix it. That's what's great about having automation set up and not just relying on your everyday emails that you're sending in real time is you got to go and fix it for everybody in the future. Right? A really good thing to do with this is to basically have a little sort of audit, an email audit that you do. In fact, we should put something together on this, but have a little um, a little audit that you do like once a month or once every 90 days might be enough for you. We do so much email marketing that, and it's such a priority in our business. We could do it once a month. If, if like you're busy and stuff, you might just want to do it once every 90 days, once a quarter, something like that. Basically, you want to go in and you just want to look at a few different things. And this is one of them. So you want to look at... I mean, in our email engine, we've got probably eight of our campaigns running right now. So eight of the 30-odd campaigns that are in the league right now, we've got eight of them running in our engine. And, you know, from time to time, we'll swap one out and put a different one in and test something new and all of that. So what we could do quite easily is go into our email marketing platform. We use Keep, but you could do this with any of them. Go into the email marketing platform, open up those eight campaigns, one after the other, and just have a look at the stats. So one of them's got, the first one has six emails in it. So we can have a look at that and say, is there a particularly, is there a sudden spike where email three of that campaign suddenly gets a ridiculously high um, unsubscribe rate? Or is it, bloody hell, every email, collectively that campaign has a really high, uns- we lose loads of subscribers during that campaign. Is that the case? In which case, you need to do something about it. Um, and then what you can do is you can look back over your last 90 days of emails. Bear in mind, all the email marketing platforms will give you your last 90 days of, or your last, you know, all of your broadcast emails in just a list with the stats next to them. Mm-hmm. So you can just like scan down the list and go 0%, and you'll suddenly just see that massive number that's not a percentage it's not a tiny percentage of a decimal thing you can go and look that's a maths thing for you there a tiny percentage of a decimal thing um <laughs> it's not 0.0000001 it's five percent unsubscribe rate suddenly you can go and do something about that and again those metrics are accurate because they're all tracked within the email marketing platform unlike an open rate or whatever so again you just want to have this little audit once every bit and again we'll do some content on how we do that and what you want to look for but that's one of the things you definitely want to look at So what can you look at to actually fix these things? When you've identified this particular campaign, email, promotion, product, offer is causing me a bit of a problem, what should we be looking at to fix it? The good news is um, there's just a, a quick checklist, really. The first thing I would look at always is the subject lines. What were the subject lines of the emails that are causing problems? Because sometimes we have to ask ourselves, do we feel like we're kind of tricking people or offending them with the subject line. That's causing them to go, huh, as a quick reflex reaction, 
I'm, I'm not really happy with that. And by tricking people, I mean, is there a disconnect between the subject line and what's in the email? It's really easily done when you're writing emails. It's often not done maliciously. Sometimes it has been done maliciously. We've seen that too, but sometimes you'll get, catch yourself and go, actually, you know, that subject line doesn't really fit that. I've just sort of tricked them to open the email and then taken them in a different direction once I've got their attention. And that is a really big cause of people unsubscribing. The second one is... Have a look at the lead magnet that got that person to join your list in the first place. Have you noticed that there is maybe a bit of a gap between the person, the type of person who downloads that lead magnet and what you email about? So I'll tell you an extreme example. You wouldn't do this, but have you got a lead magnet which is about productivity for the business owner and then all of your emails are about hot yoga? There's a huge cavernous gap between those two things and so you might want to ditch that lead magnet it's one of the things we talk about a lot with our boat and island strategy which if you're in the league you'll have heard us talk about too many times and there's a battle plan about it but basically one of the things that the the boat and island training is designed to do is to make sure that you create specifically create lead magnets that will specifically definitely definitely produce sales for your business and one of the reasons why that's so important is that a lot of lead magnets that a lot of people have we see this all the time look and sound appealing as a standalone thing. Wow, that sounds great. But they actually prevent people from ever becoming a customer. And that's one of the things that the Boat and Island strategy training fixes. Um, so if you're in the league, go and watch that. But but this is one of those things. If It, it might be that one of the reasons it'll never make sales, because there's a bunch of them, one of the reasons is it just drives people to very quickly come in, grab the thing, and then dash out because they've got everything they want and they've sort of, they're sort of done a lot of the time. Also, take a look at the traffic source. Have you noticed that all of your LinkedIn ads turn to people who subscribe, unsubscribe pretty quickly? So look at the unsubscribers and what can you see on their contact record inside of your email platform? Have you noticed they've all got the same? Are they all coming from that particular ad set within your Facebook ad? Or they're all coming from that interview you did on that particular YouTube channel? And is that just a thing? Because if you see that, actually, it's just from everybody who's unsubscribed was from that particular interview I did on that podcast, then the good news is you don't need to get back booked back on that podcast and you don't need to go and worry about the subject lines and the lead magnet and stuff like that. Definitely look at that traffic source. The final thing we really, really want you to take, really pay attention to is what changes have you made? The good news is most of these things are completely under your control and you can do something about them. That's what's really good. So, for example, what kind of changes have you made? Um, is there a new person writing the emails? Have you got somebody else writing them for you? Whether it's an agency or somebody else in the team or something like that. Have you changed that? Or have you changed your email platform? So does the unsubscribe link at the bottom look different? Or is it at the top suddenly because you've just changed platform and you can move that around? Like, have you just changed platform? Go and investigate how all that stuff's looking. Have you changed your email signature? What's at the bottom of your emails? Have you just changed that? Have you put new offers? Uh, are you suddenly talking about new things? People just are not jamming with at all. Have you changed your branding? Have you changed the layout of your emails? Have you made them suddenly more fancy, added more pictures, taken stuff out? What have you changed in any area of that that could have caused people to unsubscribe just now all right so one of the things that we definitely need to consider though is that when you email people are going to unsubscribe every single time we send an email somebody leaves the list because they decide at that point for whatever reason 
they no longer want to be hearing about our email marketing. They no longer want to be hearing about what it is that you do, right? So that means when we send an email, it's going to cost us subscribers, and the cost of that subscriber is how much it cost us to get them into our world in the first place. So if we run an ad or we did that bit of content marketing or we did that interview or whatever, that cost and the cost of them not buying from us again, right? So that's the cost on that subscriber leaving. So that means we want to very, very rarely send an email that does not have an offer in it, that does not sell something. Because when we send an email, people are going to leave. So we want to recoup that cost. We want to make sure it's worth losing that subscriber by recouping the cost by making some sales, right? Yeah. One of our league members recently asked a question, which was about um, she creates and sells like Canva templates and that kind of thing. And she said, look, I currently send out a free Canva template every month. And when I do, people reply saying, thank you, please don't stop doing this. Um, Can I build that into my business model? And we were like, I mean, you definitely can. We're not here to tell you what you can and can't do. In our opinion, you shouldn't, though. And one of the reasons why you shouldn't, apart from the fact it takes up a load of time, you could spend doing other things. But one of the things that you that you need to remember is if you send a, if you send a, a list of a thousand people a free Canva template, sure, of course, people are going to reply to you and say, we love you. Yay. Thank you. Because at the end of the day, if you emailed your list and said, do you want me? You've got two options. Do you want me to give you free stuff every day or do you want me to sell to you every day? They're going to pick give me free stuff every day, but yeah. they're also not qualified to make that decision either. So if you're going to send them a free Canva template every month, it doesn't matter how much value there is in that thing. I think if you sent your email list a winning lottery ticket every month, you'd still get some people who unsubscribe because some people will just not bother reading it. They won't look at it. They're just in a bad mood. They're in a grumpy place. It's another email. They'll go, oh, I'd never read these. I'm going to unsubscribe. And for that reason, you do need to have this thing in place. Now, with all of that said, to balance all of this off, the big thing is this. Generally speaking, unsubscribes are not a bad thing. They're a good thing. Having said that, if you do something different, like a different subject line, a different lead magnet, a different traffic source or another change, and you notice a big spike in unsubscribes, you do want it was part of your little monthly or quarterly email audit. You do want to look at what might be causing that and then try and figure out how to bring that back down. But at the end of the day, you want to build a list of subscribers, not hostages. Don't make it hard for people to unsubscribe. Don't stick like a million uh, line breaks in above the unsubscribe link to try and push it down. Don't worry about it. If Again, Kennedy referenced some people do put an unsubscribe link at the top of their emails. That's okay. Unsubscribes aren't the worst thing that they're made out to be by the people who sell you the dream. The people who sell you the list building email marketing dream is you'll get loads of subscribers really quickly. They'll love you. And every time you send an email, you'll make a billion dollars. We're here to tell you the reality. You can make a shit ton of money by sending emails to people who want to hear from you. But that's the key. You want to build a small tribe of people who really want to hear from you. Keep them highly engaged, small makes delivery easier it keeps the relationship building easier it makes it more profitable because it costs you less to host them unsubscribes are not the worst thing in the world unless they're sudden unexpected out of the blue and unusual then you want to do something about it but the rest of the time don't worry too much if you want to hear more about this and how we do all of these things make sure you come and check out uh, our membership the league if you're not already inside of that obviously members of the league you already have got a lot of the tools that we use to make sure this is all possible go to theleaguemembership.com theleaguemembership.com to check it out now time for this week's subject line of the week subject line of the week 
So this one is how to get free, in capital letters, flowers. I've done two things there that you're not supposed to do in subject lines if you believe the old stories. One is I've used the word free in the subject line. The second one is I've put it all in block capitals. You're not meant to do that because um, that will damage your delivery. Uh, in theory, if you do everything else wrong. But as you know, we're very cynical about all of that. So how to get free flowers. One of the things, this is sort of a benefit-driven subject line, but the benefit has nothing to do with what we teach. So like we don't really get, we we rarely can make benefit-driven subject lines work. And by that, I mean things like how to sell more stuff with email, how mm. to get more people on your email list. Those kind of subject lines never work for us in any of the brands or businesses we've ever worked in. Um, so this is taking the how-to benefit-driven structure that we know works in headlines and theoretically should work in subject lines and stuff, and then applying it to how it's nothing to do with email marketing whatsoever. It has to do with the story I told about how you can get free flowers. I can't even remember what that was now. So how to get free flowers. That's this week's Subject Line of the Week. Subject Line of the Week. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Email Marketing Show. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button because we'll be back next week with a brand spanking new episode. Spanking not included. See you then. The